When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Las Blancas podcast. I'm your host Yash Thakur and today we are here to discuss Real Madrid's final league game of the 2022-23 season. And well, depends on what you think about the season. It's over at least in the league we still have a very important cup game remaining we are in the Co- uh, copa de la arena semi-finals against athletic club that will be the next game and if we win that we have a shot at at a trophy at winning a trophy this season which is a big big thing so this game was like the final dress rehearsal for the semi-finals and coming into this game since the international break in april we know things have looked very strange with the team they've looked like there is a power battle between what the manager wants and what the players that are running down their contract uh, are negotiating for it feels like this weird sort of power play from from the manager at times and we've, we've discussed this the lineups have been weird the performances have been really really shaky and it was more of the same in this game in fact i would say that we got absolutely dominated for large parts of this game against real sociedad and let's let's get into this we we did not lose the game again like result wise it never goes wrong for us somehow because if the performances started reflecting on on the score sheet i think we would be looking a lot worse than we do but fortunately for us, results do go our way. We managed to pull something out, uh, even a moment of magic, e- even when we are getting dominated and we somehow survived. So it was the same case for this game against Real Sociedad. Real Sociedad came into this game with, with a clear plan and they managed to exploit us really well in this game. They They pressed us really high they they managed to recover the ball really well and even though their season has not gone in the best possible way because you have to remember last season this was the team that made the champions league playoffs they were they were the side that gave a very good impression of themselves against bayern munich and you know they came close to even making into the group stages who knows what what could have happened but they gave a very good impression of themselves uh, last season but this season it wasn't the same they didn't have a good start they they struggled there was a lot of uh, shake up about you know manager trying to fix those things by making some changes and it was not working uh, a lot coming into this game as well it wasn't like the best run of form they were in or anything they had not won any of their previous three games coming into this fixture so it 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 on the surface it looked like real madrid should be all right 
but if you have watched our performances ever since the international break you knew that everything is going to be tricky for this team right now so, and it was the same case they they came they came and they caused us a lot of problems here so we'll get into all of that we'll get into we'll break down the tactical details and we'll break down some key moments in the game but before that to do all of that i've got kanita with me kanita how you doing today well uh exhausted tired um everything <laughs> at least this league campaign is over um like officially even though the last two games we weren't actually playing for anything because we already knew we would end up se- second but um yeah just tiring it was all it was a, a, a game that was very hard to watch for multiple reasons I mean, for multiple reasons, we'll talk about it, probably uh, go on a few rants. Uh, but yeah, uh, the game itself, and then the technical difficulties, and then the emotional side of it, and everything. Very, very hard game to watch. So I am actually exhausted from it. Uh, but yeah, uh, this league campaign is over, so no more of it this year. Yeah, it was hard to watch, not just because of the bad football at times or us getting dominated. It was quite literally hard to watch. The first seven minutes of the game are actually lost. We don't know what happened in the first seven minutes of the game. And even beyond that point, until the 20th, 25th minute mark, I would say, the quality of the stream was so bad. Like it was really, really bad. It, it if you even had um, the resolution on on YouTube at seven twenty p, it looked like it was three sixty uh, at max, and it looked like it was being shot from a potato or something. It was really bad. And even even in the past, we have seen Real Sociedad have the worst sort of camera viewing angles on their stadium. It's just not a pleasurable experience to watch that side on a regular. It's it's uh, I'm, I I don't mean about the football like they play some really good stuff, but it's like l- literally hard to watch because <laughs> they got some issues with the cameras and and everything. So yeah, seven lost minutes of the game, we we resume the game. But before we get into this. Let's let's just go through the lineups because, oh boy, once again, host of changes. Yeah, it's the final game. We get it. You, you want to play players that haven't played much and everything. But this isn't our final game of the season. This is the final game of the league campaign. But this isn't the final game of the season for us. In fact, this is the last game before we play probably the most important game that could define how we view this season in uh, in hindsight so it was basically the final dress rehearsal for that and what did we do we made a lot of changes once again from the previous game so in this game it was a 4-2-3-1 unlike the back three against levante where we absolutely struggled and then shifted to a back four later on to compensate for it but here we started off with a 4-2-3-1, the typical formation that we usually use, uh, use in most of our games. But it, it had a different look to it. There were a lot of rotation. So Meline started in goal. Misa was rested. Lucia started at right back, which was the biggest surprise for me because I was not expecting that. Rocio and Sousa formed the centre-back pairing. Olga at left-back. The double pivot consisted of Tere and Zornosa. Zornosa returning from injury back into the lineup again because, uh, you know, she, she is important to the side and uh, her return gives us a big boost. So she was instantly back into the lineup. Uh, I feel like Toletti had, had good games in the past. So I would have still gone with Toletti probably because Toletti adds that a bit of a bit of steel in the midfield where, you know, she compensates for a lot of little things on the pitch. But that's fine. The front four was really interesting. Atenea started the game. 
and the rest of the front row looked like Maite Oroz in in the number 10 role so no Caroline Weir on left wing no Linda Caicedo no Naomi Feller but instead Caroline Moller Hansen with yet another start so a player that did not start that had only one start or two start before the international break in April has got like three starts after it in five games or whatever and that's a bit of a of a shocker because it raises a question for me like if a player was if you liked the player that much from the start you could like you would have probably used her a lot more than you did before the international break coming business end of the season you making a change you putting out your uh, you know probably one of the pillars of your side in uh, Esther out and bring in a, a, a player who I don't know I don't know what is going on uh, behind the scenes with the contract situation but you bring in a player that has a more assured uh, future probably in uh, in place of a player who is still negotiating a deal and we don't know if she'll be here even though you built your team completely around that player's uh, on and off ball performance I think is a bit strange and we have spoken about this before as well leading the line was Naikari who uh, was playing against a former side just like Lucia so uh, a pretty uh, emotional game for us uh, emotional game for her and she was in the in the lineup after two months if i'm not if i'm not wrong after two months of not being a starter she was back into the lineup again so yeah i mean i wouldn't have cared about this lineup if there wasn't a copa de la reina semi-final waiting for us in three days i i wouldn't have cared but with that in mind like that is the only thing that matters right now because we had the second place in the league uh, secured already all that was remaining is we needed to somehow build momentum until that semi-final and win that game because you know it gives us a very real shot at trophy with Barcelona out of the picture I viewed all those games following the international break as a dress rehearsal with your you know preferred 11 right before uh, that semi-final clash but that hasn't happened and it's really strange for me i i don't know i can't understand i can't wrap my head around the thinking that goes into it but it is what it is i guess and before i hand it over to you kanita i'll just quickly go through real sociedad's lineup as well so they were in a 4-3-3 uh, they had jensen leading the line amayur on the right wing sunny franci on on the left and a midfield three consisted of uh, Andrea Jacinto, Gili and uh, Nerea. The back four consisted of right back Poliak. I'm not going to try to pronounce the right centre back's name. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Vanegas as the left centre back and Sarasola as the as the left back. Uh, and Paralete as, as the goalkeeper. So it was a pretty uh, standard lineup for them. Uh, and we'll discuss how they play and everything. But what did you make of our lineup? And what were your thoughts on, on the changes? And uh, just just a brief overview before we get into the game and talk about how the first half panned out. First of all, the right centre-back's name is, uh, is Echesarata. So, yeah. Uh, and about the, our lineup. Well, uh, this lineup was exactly what uh, I was fearing um the, the thing is that two surprising players in the lineup uh lucia and naikari uh weren't even that surprising because they gave uh, an interview uh for real madrid tv uh, a couple of days before the game uh so you know we could assume that they would play and they would possibly start as well uh uh you know knowing that uh, I was really concerned about the rest of the lineup uh, because the day before we got the well before the game we got the squad list 
Uh, the squad list was interesting because he left four players in Madrid resting. Uh, like uh, Toletti, Weir, Feller, and Kenti. Plus Ivana, who was suspended. So those five were missing from the squad list. And we had three academy players there too. And Malin was back in the squad as well. So um, looking at that, I was very, very scared for this exact lineup. And my... Worries, well, I was right, unfortunately. Um, sadly for me, I still had hope uh, that by seeing Linda on the squad list, that, you know, he might actually start her with Naikari if he already wanted to play her after, yes, two months, exactly two months. I cannot stress this enough how bad the two months of not playing for her are, but you know, I'll get to the rant later. Don't worry, we'll get to that. Uh, but okay, you, I was very scared Linda wasn't gonna start, and she didn't start. Uh, Naikari started with Mila, and as soon as I saw the lineup sheet, I knew that, uh, well, Mila would be like dropping back. Uh, would be more of a, like a ten, um, like, and she did. You know, she took kind of a role of weir, uh, in her own way. Uh, and if you've listened to what what I said to any time of when Nekari played as the as one of two strikers on pitch, um, I don't I don't like that she is the one, like supposed to be a box striker there um i just i was scared of that okay and seeing both olga and atenea on that lineup sheet even though uh to be fair to olga she did not do those random crosses but uh i was scared that she, both she and atenea would just keep sending crosses in uh luckily that wasn't the case but uh, there were other factors for why that wasn't the case, not because they didn't want to, just because we were shut down by it. But yeah, we'll get to that later. But yeah, it just a lot of worries with that um, lineup because I just knew there would be a lack of synergy there. I mean, Aikari, who hasn't played in two months, a minute in those two months, and then Mila, who has not played the entire season, like not getting more than 10 minutes then after the last international break getting like three starts uh you know they just didn't play together since last season basically and i knew there would be that lack of synergy uh and really only kind of connection on pitch that i could see could potentially happen was my tip to naikari but again, also questionable because I didn't see anything around them that could, you know, connect to them. <laughs> so, yeah, just a very worrying lineup overall. Um, a very, very messy one as well. Uh, but uh, as we get into the game later on as well with the subs, uh, I think that he was just trying to uh, play the players uh, who are leaving or who haven't played in a while and yeah but for the lineup i think uh that's all i have to say yeah so obviously the point about synergy always stands when you keep making a lot of changes because you had a a, a fixed 11 sort of before that worked that knew how to move in coordination with the other parts but this one now doesn't and it really showed because the first half i think we got absolutely dominated you know if you if you look at the possession stats at the end of the game they won't they they would suggest that the game was tightly contested with uh, us having 51% of the ball and real sociedad having 49% of the ball but it wasn't that it, it didn't feel that way in the first half and i don't think the stats in the first half would would uh, suggest that either because they absolutely dominated us in in the first half we had uh we had like two shots if if i remember correctly 
and both of those shots were like long range uh, efforts uh, or something like a, we had we had a okay so we had three four shots in the first half and all of them felt like they were like long range effort the first real effort that we had on goal came in the 19th minute with teresa abeira uh, taking a long shot then towards the end we got we got a glimpse of uh, you know those crosses connecting with moler hansen's height and, and stuff like that but overall in the first half real sociedad really dominated us with the way they were counter pressing after they lost the ball we weren't able to build out from the back partly because the double pivot hadn't played together for a while so they did not know how to move the right back was lucia who hadn't played in a while so she did not know how to position herself how to receive and then move the ball out and because we use our full backs as outlets quite frequently that was a problem again our front four now when we play with ester and veer in the lineup the way we set up against the ball in a 4-4-2 it's veer stepping out to form that double uh, you know forward duo with ester here what was happening was maite would move absolutely freely she would drift out wide she would go anywhere and it was moler who was partnering naikari up top in helping in the press it, it it was almost like a 4-5-1 it wasn't even a 4-4-2 like and moler had to take the responsibility of stepping out and closing the other passing option when when real sociedad are trying to build up but that did not happen that did not happen a lot of times the press was so uncoordinated that they would easily find a way Uh, a free passing option in midfield and then build from there it, it was a really frustrating watch and once they get in the middle third they have some really good movements in among their forwards so you know you have yensen who can drop deep slightly drag the center backs and then you have two players in franci and uh, amayur who are really sharp at those uh, out to in runs Amayur in particular is is really good at making those runs in behind attacking and pinning the center back really well and she did that a lot in this game like Amayur had a pretty good game i would say and Amayur we all know even while watching for Spain and everything she is a really really good off ball mover and that adds a lot of value to her side because she can she she is good on the ball first touch excellent great composure in front of the goal but what allows her to generate those chances is the fact that she moves so well without the ball and that really showed here because if you look at the goal that they managed to score in in the second half late in the second half is the same thing amayur has come centrally a bit this time center back picks up a long ball in behind susa and it's amayur making a perfectly timed run showcases her great first touch and finishes it off so you know those runs in behind those movement from their forward line and those movements are complemented really well by nerea nerea is has got excellent vision she is a great line breaking passer we know that she has great long shot on her as well she is ready to pick those balls out she is ready to uh she's ready to just operate in between lines and you know spot those runs and execute the perfect line breaking pass to pick them out and she did that as well a couple of times so it was it was a mixture of us like our players not being on the same page a lot of times like we did not have immediate passing options out the back most of the times when the ball went out real sociedad who again were in a 442 themselves against the ball they would press really well and suffocate us to one side winning the ball back because you know with 442 if you get both of their center both of our center backs to play a, a ball in a certain direction you can then you know squeeze the team there and you can uh, completely focus on on the receiver out wide which in a lot of case was lucia because we usually go down the right when we are building up we have uh, usually we have the support of Atenea we have Veer dropping uh, helping we have one of the midfielders coming there and and providing that sort of 
access and short passing option that are needed to uh, you know build out the back but none of that was happening here uh, there were a lot of problems and Real Sociedad made sure that we could not you know we felt that uh, dominance we felt the way they were trying to make us suffocate when we are trying to build out from the back and what didn't help is our off ball shape was not great either we weren't coordinated in in that either and in the past as well we have seen the double pivot uh, of Tere and uh, Zornosa not being able to cover the entire pitch laterally that was another issue the lack of synergy between Moler and Naikari couldn't have been more evident because those two players did not understood their pressing assignments uh, at all they were they really looked like they were not on a on the same page because you know this off ball stuff this understanding of pressing triggers and and things this does not develop in a day unless you have a very structured style of play and we do not have that we have to understand that because if you are putting in if you are replacing players in a structured play then you have roles and everything but our press worked largely because veer has an excellent understanding of when to press and who to press and esther is relentless that is what made a lot of our pressing sequences actually work and then when we recovered the ball we had the quality in the forward areas to capitalize on them we missed both here so yeah i mean pretty disappointing first half uh what do you have to say about the first half like what did you make of the dominance that real sociedad have and what did you think were the reasons for it well um the first half was um absolutely terrible um um <laughs> uh, we had like only like two shots and i think that those were like our only two chances um i you know it was both long range uh one was tere you know uh how she usually does it and we went just wide i think it was a save actually as well um and then olga from an even greater distance so i mean that um both both were quite close and those were our two best chances but not really um actual actions you know that we can talk about just players trying but yeah it 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 wasn't good the defensive game from us wasn't good at all um i only noticed olga doing her defensive job (laughs) Uh, i remember in 24th minute there was this uh action that she had to like um push it with her head back and uh, the goal was empty uh, so i think everyone thought that um she, that would go in you know into our goal uh but she was she was actually uh, clearing it obviously but no one was there even misa got out uh there she was going towards olga so but uh, like she was possibly the only defender who was you know good the first half uh tere was making up for a lot of uh stuff at the back she was um she was fixing our defense be honest she was our deepest midfielder and she was fixing our um stuff in defense and i thank her for that uh we had so many troubles with amayur the real sociedad is actually good in long balls something we tend to do a lot in some specific games but um in this game we saw that real sociedad when they do long balls they actually manage to try uh, to find someone in the box which would usually be a mayor and her having a great control of the ball and i think she would get close to scoring i remember a few times she just went over the goal as well with uh you know receiving those long balls and yeah it's it was just mostly her, um, her being let let's say kind of invisible to our defenders' eyes. Especially, um, Kathleen was I think uh the one supposed to mark her the whole game. She was the one who was supposed to go against her, and 
uh, didn't really go to plan, right? I mean, you um, you mentioned uh, how the goal happened. It was right behind uh, Kathleen's back, uh, and it was from a long ball again. So, um, you know, they they're good at those, <laughs> uh, and this the entire half consisted of them attacking. We having troubles in uh, defense, and of course, uh, one of the well, let's call it one of the best parts of the half. Uh, not really a good thing. It was more like a, a comedy show uh, that you uh, you could see for at least like first 30, 35 minutes. Naikari was trying to press alone and she was calling up the players around her, Atenea and Mila, to go, come join her to press the center backs. Because we know that in previous games with Sociedad, uh, they tend to gift us goals. You know, if you press them enough, they will make a mistake in defense. And, you know, just that something we didn't really do later on in the game, we did in the second half. Um, that become um we did a bit more <laughs> but for the first half Naikari was alone in that endeavor and um what what you when you see her trying to communicate with Mila especially Mila was right behind her so it's it's like a uh role of 10 that Mila had on the pitch and it just at some point you can see uh Naikari try uh, telling her to go one way and then Mila uh, telling Naikari to go, uh, I don't know, that exact way that Naikari was telling Mila. So they were uh, telling the exact opposite things of what the other ones said to each other. Um, it, it was a kind of a comedy show right there. Uh, but I did mention that uh, when talking about the lineups, it was so evident that there, this lack of synergy would be very obvious. Uh, for the very obvious reason that Nekari hasn't played in two months and that Mila, uh, in this uh, period of time where Nekari hasn't played at all, she has played consistently. So, you know, those two don't mix well in this situation, you know. Um, but, yeah, I did not have. I don't, I don't know if uh, I could get anything else out of it. So, yeah. Yeah, so as you pointed out pretty clearly uh, what I was speaking about uh, with the lack of... Because, you know, you can't just train off-ball thing in a, in a game. You know, you know, in one game, you have to either have a very structured approach to the game, which we don't. We, like, we have spoken about this before as well. Like, tactically, we are not the most uh, astute side in the, in the league. Our tactics are basically... A, a lot of hero ball bailing us out in in a lot of moments even when we play bad so yeah i mean without a structured approach you want your best players who have understood what they need to do to be together on the pitch and that wasn't the case in this game uh, there were players who had hadn't played with each other for in, in a long while and who hadn't not just played with each other but not played at all in a while so yeah i mean this was uh, pretty much expected. Uh, I don't think anyone had a standout sort of performance. Zornosa looked offbeat. Tere was not that great. Either centre-backs were struggling to deal with those uh, out-to-in runs or runs in behind, which is actually a really big problem because we saw this against Levante as well. We just cannot deal with runs in behind. Whether it be due to pace or the timing, we don't have a sense of uh, you know, keeping track of those runs, making sure that they aren't into very threatening areas. And that just keeps happening again and again. So this is something that needs to be worked upon in in the training ground with, with regards to our defensive structure. But as is usually the case, we get dominated. Everyone watching the game feels like, oh man, this is so bad. And then we score. So second half begins. So first half was completely Real Sociedad. Okay, like there is nothing you could possibly say. Oh, Real Madrid did this good, that good. 
it was Real Sociedad turning the ball over, trying to create chances, not being able to create a lot of high... Like, they did create high-quality chances, mind you. Like, in the 20th minute when uh, Amayur, I think it was again, again Amayur who ran in behind or... or uh, uh, yeah, it was it was Amayur who ran in behind and then almost managed to sneak it past the goalkeeper, but it went across the goal and there was nobody at the far post to, uh, you know, poke it home. That was a really big chance. And that once again came from a run-in behind by one of their forward players. So this this theme of us being not able to deal with, you know, even the slightest, uh, even the slightest of pacey players is going to be a big problem because there are a lot of very quick forwards in the league. We have to come up with ways to compensate for what we lack in, in defensive players. Like if we lack pace, you put your line behind, uh, you put your line, defensive line uh, back a little so that they don't have much space to run into, you know. These are just a couple of ways we can mitigate what we are uh, going through right now. And I think we should definitely be improving on that uh, aspect at least. So, yeah, first half, Real Sociedad. Everyone feels they are dominating. They should have scored by now. And I agree, they should have scored. 54th minute comes in. We get a corner. Zornosa takes the corner. Naikari at the near post flicks it on. 1-0 Real Madrid, as is the case a lot of times. We go against the run and we score. And if it had stayed that way, which it did not, because we have already discussed the goal in the that came in the 84th minute from uh, Amayur, it, if it would have stayed 1-0, we would have been really happy. Okay, we came away winners and, you know, the people from the outside would think, okay, Real Madrid have once again won their game. Five wins in a row. No losses ever since uh, returning from the international race. That's great. But that's not great because we are playing absolutely terrible football at times. Uh, most times, not even at times, like most times, which is really, I don't know, it's, it's really... Uh, unfortunate given the squad but yeah Naikari scored against a former club did not celebrate one can understand like she she has established herself as one of the best players for Real Sociedad that is where she made her name that is where she has broken records she has won a trophy for that side she has a lot of history with them and it was a nice gesture to not celebrate and it was a good goal, well taken, but it was not something special that we created from open play. But things change a little bit after that goal. But before we move further forward, talking about how that goal and game state effect came into play here. Kanita, this is your moment. Your favorite player has scored after not getting to play for two months, not starting for two months. What did you think of that goal and what did you, what do you think that does to her confidence moving forwards and uh, yeah, just take it away. What you want to say about that goal? You know, the last time she played, she actually started as well and it was against Granadilla and we lost that match later after she was subbed off. Uh, also, another very bad game uh, resulting from very bad formation. Uh, we discussed it, so I won't uh, go into that. Just a little reminder that was her last match on March 18th. That was her last minutes, okay? Last minutes she played until this Sociedad game. And um, just the whole match, okay? Uh, I looked through the numbers. She had in total of 21 touches uh, in 90 minutes. She played all 90 minutes against Sociedad. And... 21 touches out of which she had seven attempted passes and 12 uh, succeeded from that. Um, so that that's basically how how it went. I mean, I I was surprised to see that in first half she had like nine touches, uh, which was very surprising for me. Uh, maybe a lot of those happened in the first seven minutes, which we couldn't see, but I couldn't find more than like five touches in the first half anyway. Um, that's what exactly what I feared. Uh, when I saw the lineup, uh, them. Well, not just the team. The Peril himself putting up this lineup, lineup thinking she's a box striker for some reason. 
uh, she's that she's the one who should be receiving the balls from the outside and stuff. But I've said it multiple times: just go through the middle with her. When Sopel play, it doesn't doesn't work from crosses or long ball. Just go through the middle with her; she'll do stuff. It's okay. Uh, it just, I, I, I don't know, just after two months of not playing, seeing her in this lineup just makes me so frustrated. Um, because I have, uh, when I watched the game live, uh, and I saw what the, the team was doing, they were going, they were trying to go up and, uh, with, especially on the right side with, um, uh, Lucia and Atenea, they, uh, when I saw those two, I thought, oh, that they will definitely go from uh, for a cross, uh, and usually <laughs> from Lucia's cross as well, uh, like that she would try to do that. And I was like, just not, don't go wide, don't go do a cross. And they do a cross. Uh, when I saw Naikari open there to go through the middle with her, there was, that is the move for her. But, you know, that never happened. They never tried that exact move through the middle even though they did have chances uh to do so they had opening uh and completely didn't happen so in 54th minute uh lucia was actually the one running in uh and she made a nutmeg there uh but she was um uh, after that stopped and that's the corner that you know sonosa took and Sonosa should be the one taking the direct corners. Okay, when you when we take direct corners, Sonosa is the one, especially from the right side of well viewing. Um her direct corners, her vision is amazing. And I rewatched the goal, uh like where Naikari was, she was right in uh right in front of the goal in the moment of Sonosa taking it and she was um she was actually uh, being marked by Sarasova uh and she was trying to <laughs> she tried to mark Nekari but she went uh past her to the near post and I was like where are you going uh, but she flicked it. She like turned it, flicked it in that turn. I don't know how. It was. It's not tough enough. Uh, I didn't think anything special of the goal the first time I saw it. But that was a uh, very very clean goal. I don't know what happened. I uh, there's not much excitement about it because she wasn't celebrating obviously. But yeah, I mean, all everyone around her did. It's okay. Even even the bench did. I mean, they showed the bench a couple of times celebrating. So yeah, uh, we got that little uh, part. But it's it's an emotional moment for her because it's likely her last game. Uh, we know how weird the season has been. Even after showing so much in this season, she was uh continuing to be ignored and uh more and more as the season went on and i mean these two months of not getting a minute just explains it and no one knows why she didn't play a minute in these two months so uh that that's a you know uh that factor and the fact that she just scored against her old club uh, which she talks about still. She uh, has this video on YouTube, um, Day in Life, and she talked about it. She talked about how she wants to win the same trophy as she did with Rasu Sedad, and she would want to help the team in it. Uh, sadly, we know how badly this has gone in the last two months. And sadly, I think this is her. This was her last game that she won't be counted on in the Copa matches. Uh, but yeah, uh, at least she got to, you know, answer that not playing for two months <laughs> because that she had one shot, one shot on target and that one goal, uh, that was like uh, 0 0.1 XG and, you know, 
it was a good goal. It was it's not talked about enough. Um, I don't know. I'm glad for her. I wasn't. I wasn't even celebrating it. I wasn't celebrating it like she was. She she wasn't either. So that was just the same <laughs> reaction. Uh, it was just. I I don't know. When you know that would probably her last game, and uh, with that her last goal. I don't know something something weird. <laughs> uh, weird uh, mixture of emotions right there. Uh, but seeing the entirety of her game, um, as I said, twenty one touches in the whole game. Uh, that that's not good. She if she wasn't playing from the beginning as the like second striker as uh, because Mila is also a striker, but played as a role. Uh, can roll as I already mentioned, but you know, two strikers on pitch. Uh, we like Kari likes to move a bit more, uh, likes to have a bit more freedom. But when everyone around her has that freedom, she doesn't, and uh, it's a bit complicated. Uh, but she had such will in her to do something the whole match where I said in the first 30 to 35 minutes she was running all the time alone even trying to get others uh, to go with her she didn't manage no one listened to her she was frustrated like every two minutes you could see her frustrated she didn't didn't get the ball even though she wasn't nearly fast enough she knew that she isn't fast enough to get those balls but she would always try you could see the whole match she was trying to do something uh, off the ball because no one would actually pass to her uh, through the middle like I said uh, the ball would actually never arrive to her and it's it, it, it's good that at least this happened uh, uh, that Sornosa took this corner and that it went to her uh, so you know that's 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 good thing, <laughs> yeah. But uh, they they could have done it with her in open play as well. Like I said, uh, if they had gone with how I said, uh, should have gone. But yeah, not uh, very frustrating for me. Uh, very frustrating all this around her. Uh, I don't know. It's bad enough that she didn't. That she had very inconsistent minutes. That she uh, did her absolute best this season. Showed so much uh, growth and uh, connected with the players immediately with Linda as well. If if she if Thrill had made this game around her and Linda, just like putting her and Linda on the lineup sheet and making the whole game around them, it would have been a different story. If he would have made the game around their connection, which is, which was natural from the very first minute of them playing together, it was magically immediate. Uh, but he didn't. They didn't get a minute uh, together on the pitch against Sociedad. Uh, Linda did not play at all. Uh, so I was a bit <laughs> disappointed that uh, they didn't start like that. Uh, would have see we would probably see in a much different game. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, a lot of frustration uh, during the game. Uh, at least she got the goal, even though she wanted to do so much more. Uh, I will just mention one more thing. Right after Amayur's goal, uh, so we concede in 84th minute. Uh, and, you know, uh, to be honest, we did have it coming. Uh, it was deserved for them to get this point from us. Uh, but a minute later, you could see, uh, well, Freya just sending the ball to the front. Uh, Naikari was there on the right side, uh, alone, uh, running, uh, and she had absolutely no one there. Absolutely no one there. She was running alone. Lete ran out, uh, way out, uh, and Naikari just pushed around her and went on the run sadly that like auto pass to herself didn't uh succeed because she wasn't fast enough to do so we already knew i already knew while watching it she wouldn't get that it was too fast for her uh but it was a very good 
display of how much you wanted that game. And yeah, uh, so yeah, I, I I won't go on a further and it just for me it was very emotional. I can't believe, I can't imagine how emotional was it for her. Uh, so yeah, I I think I think I'll I'm stopping here. Yeah, I won't have much to that goal. I think it was really well taken in terms of the technique and everything. It was uh, really elegantly finished off. So yeah, and I mean, there's this whole emotional aspect to it as well because she's scoring against the side that she used to play for for so long that she captained to a trophy and everything. So yeah, there's that element as well. So yeah. This goal happened in the 54th minute and I think here is where the switch flipped because now Real Sociedad were trailing. They needed to equalize. They did not want to finish uh, the season on a, on a low. So they kept pushing that opened up spaces and the game became a bit more end to end and we thrive in these situations. So we did well in the second half. but. The thing that we need to talk about in the second half, I think, is the subs. So after that really abysmal first half, what we did was we made three changes right at the start of the second half. So we brought on Esther, we brought on Freya and we brought on Savava to replace Caroline Moller, Tere and Olga. We brought in three players. Now Esther was on the pitch and I think we can see the immediate sort of improvement in the way we were trying to build up and the way we were trying to press because Esther A is relentless as I've said before and B Esther likes to be on the ball. There have been multiple instances in the past where we have seen Esther drop deep as deep as the deepest midfielder to receive the ball spread it out wide and then make the run continue the run and offer a forward passing option she did that here as well Savava for Olga I don't know like Savava had a decent game but Olga too had a decent game we were not really able to do much in the first half but I wouldn't pin that down on Olga so that sub made little sense to me but taking off Tere for Freya was a really strange one I did not understand what that uh, served maybe we needed we i don't know maybe the thought process of we needed a defensive midfielder or something but i don't know i don't i did not understand that move but esther's inclusion was the big one here which actually like really swung the momentum in our favor i think it helped us off the ball and immediately getting that goal within the opening 10 minutes of the second half uh, also helped because game state does affect uh, the way both teams in in a game approach uh, approach the remaining minutes so that was clearly on display and then there was a special moment for uh, one of the youngsters in the in the squad so beatrice Velez from from the academy came on in the in the 72nd minute if i'm not mistaken yeah in the 72nd minute and she took on the right flank uh, Atenea moved towards the left and we it, it was a good moment like she she had a decent she had a decent game I feel she showed what she is capable of uh, of doing she's just 19 now so there is uh, a lot of like we have some really good players we have spoken about this as well we have some really good prospects in the academy we have before we have seen Paula Partido doing well we have seen uh, Carla Camacho get minutes we have seen uh, now Beatrice get minutes as well and these are the players who also did well in uh, some of these players are players who did well in the under 17 world cup as well recently which uh, Spain won so yeah there are some really good talents budding in the academy and them getting some minutes here and there training with the first squad really helps in them building the confidence because uh, there was a moment in the second half where she had just come on she picked the ball up on the right played a cutback to Maite, Maite takes a shot from the edge of the box and almost scores. So that could have been a really good moment and Maite was captaining the side at that point. So 
you know assisting uh, the goal that you know settles the nerves and gives you a two goal cushion would have been really nice for her but i think she had a good performance she showed that she can uh, you know drive with the ball attack the byline but yeah i mean still young a uh, lot lot of room to develop as well and yeah we will see what the future holds but it was a nice moment for for the youngster so i i was uh, pretty stoked about her but yeah apart from that i don't think uh, the goal re- the game really has anything else to discuss kanita if you have anything to add about any individual performances from our side because for me the individual performances were really not up to the mark that we have come to expect or that we should be expecting from the players uh, there's a lot of reasons for it structurally tactically and you know the lack of synergy as well so if you have anything to add about any individual you can do that now or we can wrap it up uh, yeah there's uh, one player i'd like to talk about actually it's Marlene Gerard she has just played her last match uh, i mean she put up her stories saying uh, from people she knows friends and, and pl- family mentioning that the last one so basically basically uh, it's quite confirmed she won't play uh, the cup uh, so yeah as we mentioned the last in the last podcast episode that she is uh, retiring at the end of the season and this is you know she wasn't available for the last game uh i mentioned that uh she was seen with the um, well she, her arm was hurt i guess so she wasn't available for two games but uh luckily she was available for this one and she did play she started and uh, she didn't make like two or three saves some saves that really uh were uh phenomenal <laughs> uh i think both were from my mayor one was in the first half one and second half uh, uh one was towards the end of the first half actually it's 46 minutes um the other one was uh like a powerful shot around 79th minute or something you can look it up and yeah she had this like very good moments there and these saves and uh i'm sad for her that we didn't get a clean sheet uh but uh she did have a good game it's uh it's a game that she will definitely remember i mean it is her last match as a professional football player anyway and she's a, a huge madridista for the longest time and you know uh, it's also this game might have also been very emotional and special for her uh so yeah once again c- congratulations on uh, to Malin for an amazing career and um uh, this game her saves uh yeah i will definitely remember <laughs> uh by knowing it was her last game and you know she did uh make a statement right there so yeah thank you Malin and with that, also one quick note, um, by confirming that Malin had started this match, um, Misa officially won the Zamora trophy. Uh, so, yeah, that's all I had to add. Yeah, so, yeah, of course, it's the last game for Melin, and hopefully we can, uh, we can send her off with a trophy. Uh, that would be really amazing, so yeah apart from that really terrible game <laughs> i do not have any other words to put it in i cannot be uh any more nice about it like i i've been really i think i've been really optimistic about our, our performances improving with time and uh, it hasn't really gone that way especially you know following the team post this april international break has been really frustrating because you cannot make sense of any of the decisions that have gone gone down ever since that and that is that is really frustrating for me because you know this team has potential this team has great players this team has the capacity to challenge for the titles yeah we might not win in spain because we have got a super team in barcelona we might just fall short because we still need a step or two like at least two steps to reach uh to that depth and to that level of uh tactical maturity that they have 
but this team is comfortably the second best squad in the in the league and we should be playing like that you know and we haven't seen that which is uh, very unfortunate for me so yeah hopefully though we finish the season on a high hopefully we have two more games to cover but until then we'll bring you all the tactical details we'll bring you every single game breakdown the next up we have the copa de la arena semi final against athletic club we will be here again to talk about the game and hopefully we will have a final to look forward to after that but until then ala madrid ala madrid sports social podcast network